We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Wednesday, April 26th. It's almost May. Can't believe it. We're brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. And I am your host, Jacob Niffin. Got my guy JD with me. Fellas, it's going to be May. (laughs) We've got Taylor here as well. Uh, Doing a lot better than I was uh, here about a week ago. Was uh, almost wiped out by a tornado. Mm. Now we got some uh, some storm free rain. We'll take it. Some storm free rain. It did rain a lot today. (laughs) Thank you guys. Love just walking around at work and saying, "God, we needed this rain." (laughs) I saw a tweet about that. It was like (laughs) forty year old, (laughs) middle aged white man who wears Air Monarchs (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tube socks. It's funny. (sighs) We did need the rain. We did. Well, we've all had a rough time. Taylor last week uh, nearly got wiped away by tornadoes. <laughs> Yesterday was a Tuesday, but it was a very Monday oh day is... for me. Yes. Um, just had a long day that was capped off with, I, I got to tell this story, capped <laughs> off with. So in my defense in this story, um, my wife was on the phone in my living room uh, with her grandmother, who was the person who raised her, basically her mom and her grandmother was being taken to the hospital. Mm. So that's a distraction, right? I'm listening into this, trying to figure out what's wrong with grandma. I'm trying to make sure everything's okay. Uh, And I'm trying to make dinner and I had chicken breasts out and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make some homemade chicken nuggets in the air fryer. Seems like a great idea. Sounds delicious. So I cut my chicken breast up into little nugget sized pieces I make my egg wash. I put my chicken in the egg wash. I get out a big Tupperware and I put some flour and some spices and some seasonings and I mix it all up. 
I put all my chicken, let it drip dry from the uh, the egg wash, throw it in the flour, put the lid on the container, and I shake that bad boy up. I didn't put a lot of flour in it because I, uh, you know, go a little light on the carbs. I open the lid. There's no flour-coated chicken. All the flour is gone. And I was like, what happened? Like, did I not put enough flour and just like all like, did I have too much egg wash? So I got another big fat scoop of flour, yes. Yes. threw it in the Tupperware, put the lid on, <laughs> shook it up some more, took the lid off, still no flour. Like it's all dissolved into this mucky, like nasty, thick mess. And I was like, what in the hell? And I started thinking and I was like, is there something wrong with my flour? And I put my finger in the canister. It's just like a clear canister that would keep the flour in. Oh, I licked okay. my finger. Powdered sugar. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's incredible. That's, I, was I love so my pissed my off. favorite part is that you did it again. <laughs> like fucking yeah, well, a lot, lot of flour. And I I vividly remember. So I was distracted, but I vividly remember taking the canister out of the pantry, taking the lid off, and looking at it and saying. That's some really white flour. Like, why is it so white? <laughs> it's very fluffy. <laughs> that's funny. Damn, oh, that's amazing. It's awesome so, for all of us. Everyone today has told me, um, just rinse the chicken off and do it again. I was like, no, it's over. I threw it in the trash can. I went to Qdoba. <laughs> the Don't only appropriate response. Don't blame you. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, some Thunder news. Everybody's favorite rookie, Jalen Williams, J-Dub. Was announced yesterday, Tuesday? I believe it was yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. As second place in rookie of the year voting. I think we all expected that. We the push for J Dub for Rookie of the Year was fun. We all yeah. kind of understood that Paulo had kind of locked that up from his play from like October, November, December. J Dub gets second place. Uh they vote on top three. And J Dub got 75 second place votes, uh, a handful of third place votes. Uh, Paulo Bancaro wins the award with 98 first place votes. Um, those missing two first place votes did not go to J-Dub, but went to one Walker Kessler of the Utah Jazz. <laughs> we know one of the votes came from the Utah Jazz beat reporter. We do not know where the other first place Walker Kessler vote came from. End of the day, doesn't really matter. There's nothing like tied to this besides getting a trophy. I'm just going to say it. The people who voted Walker Kessler number one are the equivalent of the people in 2016 who wrote in Harambe on their presidential <laughs> ballot. <laughs> like you are entitled to your own vote, and I am not going to criticize you for that vote unless you write in Harambe on your presidential ballot. Then I'm just going to call you a dumbass. Yeah. That's just burning the vote, essentially. That, that's what. That, that I mean, just stupid. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not saying that Paulo should have been the unanimous first, uh, like rookie of the year. I'm saying that voting for Walker Kessler first is dumb, and I will stand by that. Um, but thoughts on J Dub getting second, um, his rookie season, his rookie season in comparison to other Thunder rookies throughout history. Uh, just some thoughts. What do you guys got? Still, uh, just pretty unbelievable that he was. I mean, Presti picked a guy at 12. That ended up being the second best rookie this year. Um, all keeping in mind that Chet, the second overall pick, 
has not played a single minute for the Thunder yet. Uh, just kind of unbelievable that the Thunder managed to grab two players of that quality in the same draft. Don't know about Usman Jang. We'll see. Um, but just uh, everything we thought about J-Dub after he was drafted, after we saw him at Summer League, uh, came true in the in the best way. And he is just a blast to watch. And it's awesome to be a fan of a guy like that. Yeah. No, I agree. I uh, When I was preparing for the pod, I went through and just kind of jotted some stats down. Just uh, not necessarily all of them are in comparison to other Rookie of the Year candidates. But when I was doing so, to your point, Silva, just kind of, I don't know, was the perfect uh, encapsulation of, of Dub's rookie season. Um, so he ends the, the season first in steals for all rookies at 1.4 steals per game. I think for me, that really stands out because he was better defensively than I thought he was going to be. And he certainly improved. I mean, he wasn't fantastic, even at times, maybe overhyped, I think, during some of those stretches by national media. Um, but he really improved on that end. That was huge. Fourth in points and uh, Fourth in points and assists. I think his points, he ended at 14.1 points per game. But these are where, those are obviously just the boring counting stats. This is where it kind of gets fun. And I've had this one saved for a while, and I was saving, waiting for the offseason. During a stretch in March, I think it was early March, Dub broke the record for the highest true shooting percentage over a 14-game span. I think it was like a minimum of like 20 minutes per game played. Uh, surpassing Shaq uh, for, with a 67.2% true shooting percentage on 20.2 points per game so not that's only ridiculous. was he scoring and contributing but he was insanely awesome. efficient yeah uh, his 77 dunks led all guards in the nba and then of rookies and this is kind of where i think the second place vote is justified of all rookies who finished top five in rookie of the year voting the thunder had the best record coming in at fourth and he came in at the fourth most minutes per game played for okc behind only lou gideon shea he also ranked fourth in minutes per game um, only behind, I think it was Paulo, Jabari Smith Jr., and Jay Ivey. And of those last two I mentioned, Jabari Smith Jr. and Ivey, he only averaged like a minute less per game than they did. So all that to say, he played as much as those other two guys, not as much as Paulo. I think he impacted his team more than any other rookie in the league. Totally agree. He was phenomenal. Um, you just rattle off some stats there. He played 72, 75 games, started 62 of them. Um, shooting splits, 52-35-81. That's wild That's for a rookie. Wild. His effective field goal percentage was 57%. <laughs> the 14 points per game, uh, just awesome. Like he, Silva, we watched him out in Summer League. Mm -hmm. We saw him up close and personal. We were very impressed. Um, but at Summer League, it was the defense and it was the off-ball stuff. And the cutting. Yeah. During the regular season of the NBA season, he showed a lot more on ball than we were prepared for. But that off ball stuff and that defense, I forget. I was listening to a podcast, like a national podcast, the other day, and they said something about how the Thunder only have Lou as a perimeter defender. And I kind of scoffed at that. I think J Dub has the potential to be an elite perimeter defender. Um, Agreed. Also, this, that comment this, just shows you they didn't watch the Thunder because Shea turned into a great perimeter defender. Yeah. Um, just the size, the length, the versatility. Um, we talk about the types of players the Thunder are going after. Uh, J-Dub is the epitome of that, right? Can handle yeah. the ball, can make tons of great decisions, is not a selfish player, uh, moves the ball, maybe passes up shots a little too much, is a little too unselfish at times. 
uh, the positional versatility. They played him at five at times this year, guys. Yeah. I mean, we within the same game, not on switches, on assignments, he guarded Jeremy Grant and Damian Lillard. Like, the versatility that he possesses, the basketball IQ that he possesses, he's an awesome, awesome basketball player. His best basketball is 100% still ahead of him. Um, Yeah, he just... uh, Yeah, I think it'll be 22 before the next season starts. I'm not sure. Hmm. No, no, he... Did he just turn 21 or did he just turn 22 on that Minnesota game? Oh, let's see. I have his I basketball reference page pulled up right here. I just, I me too. He just turned 22. Yeah. He just turned yeah. 22. Um, his best basketball is still ahead of him. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best rookie performances in Thunder history. Um, I think you could argue the best as far as um, production is concerned. Uh, comparable with Josh Giddy, comparable with Russell Westbrook. Just an awesome year from J Dub. Um, and yeah, Silva, you mentioned it. To get him at twelve is just pretty unbelievable. Just kiss everyone that was taken above him. Like so many teams could would would kill to have J Dub on the roster at this point. So you think many Washington teams... regrets taking Johnny Davis. Johnny Davis? No I mean, kidding. That's like insane. that's. That's the guy Portland has been chasing after for so long, and Shaden Sharp could still be good, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's so many teams that so many teams that could have used him. I will say, um, shout out to Keegan Murray. He has been really good. That's maybe one name I throw in. That's yeah, been yeah. highly impressive. But uh, at summer, you remember at summer league, we were like, man, J Dub is like the perfect glue guy. We were mm-hmm. like, what a role player he's gonna be, just doing all the dirty work, getting block shots. Now I think like we would argue a game. he's the the most likely candidate outside of Shea to make an All Star game yeah. on this yeah. team, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, maybe the Thunder can be Not like the Houston Chet, Rockets yeah. and maybe have four future All Stars on their team. <laughs> that was uh, an incredible oh comment there by Fertitta. Uh, quite the quite a different stance he had with his his interview today compared to Presti, but another pot for another time. Uh, yeah. Jacob, you mentioned his, you know, being compared to other Thunder rookies. I wish I would have done Josh Giddy and, and comped him to this. That's a really good one. But my mind just went to, is he the best? And so I thought back to the best Thunder rookie uh, in recent memory. Obviously, Russell Westbrook, incredible all-time player, but his rookie season was kind of up and down. Uh, didn't even, you know, wasn't starting originally, et cetera, et cetera. Harden had a great impact uh, on this Thunder team. Surge also uh, although his counting stats were probably as impressive, still had a big impact. But regardless, I just went with James Harden. Uh, first year James Harden, first year J Dub. J Dub averaged 14.1 points per game, like we mentioned, to Harden's 9.9. Uh, total rebounds 4.5 to Harden's 3.2. Uh, barely like 0.3 more stills, but still. Uh, where, what was the other one? Oh, I was looking at his shooting percentages. Okay, so free throw percentages. That, all, that often projects to how well a player is going to develop um, shooting long-term. We've seen Harden obviously take a lot of free throws. Um, Harden had 3.2 attempts per game, dubbed 2.5. But on those attempts, uh, Dub shot 81.2% from the line this season, which is pretty mm-hmm. incredible, to Harden's 80.8. But the only other thing I was going to mention is just the field goal efficiency and true shooting. Uh, Jada was better, 57.9 to Harden's 42.4. And wow. then the last one here was the true shooting. Uh, oh, the Vorp. Can't forget the Vorp and the Raptors <laughs> and the LeBrons. Um, he did have a better Vorp than Harden, 
but the true shooting is what really stood out to me. If I can find it now, uh, here we go. 60.1% for dub compared to Harden's 55.1%. And I'm just going to say, I think it's on very similar shot attempts as well. Regardless, dub outshined Harden's rookie stats far and away, really. And it's, it's pretty fascinating. That's with guys like Shea playing alongside next to him. That's awesome. Um, before we move on to other stuff for the pod, I wanted to do a quick exercise real quick. I am going to read a J-Dub stat from his rookie year. I want you guys to tell me next year, considering everything, right? That there's lots of mouths to feed, yada, yada, yada. Will Chet's stat in that category be higher or lower than J-Dub's? You ready? Mm -hmm. Ready. 14.1 points. Higher, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so tough. Like, give me lower. Give me lower. Okay. Um, rebounds, 4.5. Higher. Higher. Assists, 3.3. Lower. Lower. Steals, 1.4. Lower. I'm still going lower, too, I think, but that is a, that's an interesting one. Blocks, 0. 0.5. <laughs> oh, higher. Yeah, higher. <laughs> Easy. He, he might get three a game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Field goal percent, 52. Oh, that's tough. I'm going to say it lower. I, I think Chet's going to potentially take more attempts, um, leading to a little less efficiency. Lower. It's close. Lower. Three-point percentage, 35.6. I think higher. I think Chet higher. Shoot. I yeah. think higher yes. as well. <laughs> Three-point attempts, 2.7. Oh, yeah. Higher. Please let it be higher. I think Chet's going to shoot like five a game, guys. Uh, yeah. So okay. Nice. I was going to say really maybe like a preseason bet I need to do. Really. Okay. Well, I was going to say five. Yeah, I really so. do. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's move on from J-Dub Rookie of the Year. Shout out to J-Dub. Congratulations to J-Dub. Uh, second place is... Nothing to scoff at. Uh, he will definitely be first team. team. Yeah, he will definitely yeah, be first team all rookie. Um, let's do some Thunder and NBA offseason projections and predictions right after this break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, welcome back. We figured tonight would be a great night to do some off-season predictions. We always do season predictions. We'll try to predict what's going to happen in the off-season, both with the Thunder and league-wide. Silva has done us the favor of getting three different sounders to play that are like prediction, like magic sounders type thing. Uh, Taylor and I have not heard them yet. So each of us are assigned our own sounder. Uh, Silva will will play our sounder, and then we have to give our prediction. Uh, we can debate them as we go through and uh, kind of talk about how we feel about them. Who wants to go first? Um, can Taylor go last <laughs> oh, for dear. sounder purposes? All right, I'll go first. Play my sounder, Silva. Okay, let's just imagine you're just looking through a little crystal ball. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I love it. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first prediction is so Oklahoma City has three picks in this upcoming draft, one first and two seconds. Uh, they will make less than three selections in the draft. Ooh. That's okay. my prediction. Okay. Uh, maybe it's one, maybe it's two. Um, I don't see them t- making two second round selections. I see them either punting down the road or packaging those to uh, to get a better pick. Like, there's a chance they're going to have like 35 and 37 or something like that. So I think maybe they package those and move up to like 31 or something to get the guy they really like. Kind of like that, what they did in the JRE draft. JRE. Um, So give me less than three draft selections for the thunder, this draft, which is the amount of selections that they currently have. Yeah, I, I like, like that. that. I, I had something similar. Um, and I thought it was kind of spicy just because we keep talking about this upcoming roster crunch. I think there's probably a lot of Thunder fans that just expect Presti to only take like one player and trade away the remaining draft pick just due to roster constraints. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way Presti operates. He proved that last season when he took three players, right? Um, so I have Presti drafts at least two players and moves up from the first round pick. And some You capacity. were supposed to wait so Silva could play your sounder, you son of a gun. Oh. <laughs> Well, okay, well, no, 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 I know. I, it was a bundle with yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay, gotcha, My, my next gotcha. one I'll do will be a, a new topic. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just think the roster crunch thing, um, I mean, they could bring in more guys in a training camp and then decide who to cut. Um, I just, I don't know. I just don't see them taking three guys again. That's That's a lot of guys. I'm with you. Makes sense. Yep. Okay. I'm Who's up do... next? Me. Here it is. 
Sounds like it's from Sailor Moon. I know. (laughs) Okay, this one's a little wild. Yours was very level-headed. Taylor's, Taylor, yours might be very level-headed. Don't expect that with mine. These are okay. (laughs) Trey Mann is traded on draft night to the Miami Heat because the Miami Heat trade for Damian Lillard in the offseason and include Tyler Hero in that bundle. Trey Mann fits that role. Ooh. They groom him to be a solid NBA player. He has a great career in Miami. Uh, okay. Interesting. Say, say that all again. Yes. Trey Mann to Miami. Yep. Tra- on draft night, Trey Mann is traded to the Miami Heat. Um, Might not be for something in this draft. Could be for changing. There's a Miami pick that we, that the Thunder own. They could change the, the something the there. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, The reason why Miami need him, there's just a little extra to add it on. It's because they traded for Damian Lillard. They plan to trade for Damian Lillard and include they will include Tyler Hero in that trade. Trey Mann fits a similar archetype of player. Uh, just bringing him in, giving him a shot. Interesting. Okay, like so Trey that. Mann and Dame to Miami. Yes. Yes. I like that a lot. You know, Trey mm-hmm. Mann actually is a, would be a really good fit there, I feel like. I thought so, too. From Florida? From Florida. Oladipo's, yeah. Oladipo's out. Um, they just need more shot creators, I think. Yeah, he could kind of fill the Tyler Hero role in a way. Um, it's fascinating. Mm. I could, I, like uh, I could see something like that going down. Um, I could see the Thunder shuffling, reshuffling the back end of that deck a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. I don't think I really have anything to add to that one. Dame leaving Portland <laughs> would be pretty monumental. I think. Oh it yeah. Would. Oh yeah. After all this stuff, he's always said grinding, um, grinding. It'd have grinding. to be that on the be, franchise's side. That would yeah. be pretty monumental. All right. Taylor's up. Here it is. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, so I'm moving on to cap space free agency for the Thunder. And I think we all probably think the most likely thing is that Presti doesn't really utilize that cap space other than to uh, sign players like I think Isaiah Joe potentially could be signed to a new contract. Regardless, that's no fun. So I just have this this, this lingering uh, feeling, and I think Presley will trade for a contract and return for assets and maybe even to open up a roster spot, even if that player doesn't make the final roster after training camp. So it could be a Kimba situation, a um, why am I going blank on the I just voted least – like our guy I'd least like to fight in the league. Oh, Jim Johnson. Uh, James Johnson. James Johnson. Wow. Yeah. So you're Something saying the like Thunder that. become a cap space team and use that cap space to absorb a bad contract? Yes. For okay. either assets and or open roster spot. But I, I'm, I'm not convinced though that that player would end up on the roster after training camp. I had be away. Thunder will. I had Thunder will elect to become a cap space team, um, and eat a bad salary to get a young guy back in return. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah makes a lot of sense. Back in return. That's two. I, I don't spots. know. I I haven't looked canvassed the league enough to know like who's going to need to shed salary and yada yada yada. Um, I'm going to add on because I have quite a few, so I'm going to add on to yours, Taylor, like you did to mine. Uh, so yeah. you have the Thunder becoming a cap space team. If they don't want to become a cap space team, they can just not give up any of their cap holds and still be an above the cap team. That's a possibility. If they decide to go uh, as a cap space team, they will have about thirty million in cap space. Yep. I had um, that they might use that to eat a bad salary and take on a young player in return. Uh, 
I also I don't think this is going to happen. Um, but just as an off the wall prediction, I had they sign an offer sheet for a restricted free agent. Ooh. They find one of these restricted free agents out there. Um, mm-hmm. maybe not drop like a thirty million dollar offer sheet. One guy that a lot of people really like is um Cam Johnson, formerly yeah. with yep. Phoenix, now in Brooklyn. Here's the thing. Cam Johnson is already 27 years old. That's wild. I didn't realize wow. that. He was yeah, like 24 he, he spent, when he got drafted. Or yeah, he spent so long in college. Barely um, younger than Kinrich. Let me Maybe toss another age. few names at you guys just to see what you think about them. That's okay. Exciting. For the Thunder possibly signing them to a restricted free agent offer sheet. And I think that there's new rules on restricted free agency in the uh, in the new CBA. Some of those new rules go into effect July 1st. I'm not sure if the restricted free agent ones do or not. Um, in the past, whenever you signed a restricted agent to an offer sheet, the team had three days to match. Now it's one day. There's a few other rule tweaks as well. Um, Kobe White, he'll be 23. It's an Thoughts? interesting one. I, to Silva's point, I only think that happens if a trade man occur, uh, trade man trade occurs first. This kind of feels like the role that he would probably provide, and I yep. think Isaiah Joe would still pretty easily uh, be above Kobe White in the pecking order. Kobe White's th- also said he wants to start. Oh, okay, mm. yeah, which is problematic. And the defensive effort and size, I I don't know, but obviously could be a big uh, scoring spark plug off the bench. Yep, uh, Silva. What about Jackson Hayes? Oh. I don't know if the like feel for the game is necessarily there to the level that, that I would want on the Thunder. It seems like old era Thunder to me. My thoughts um, exactly. That archetype of player makes some sense if we can just add size to the team, but I don't know about Hayes. Let me hit you with... You said Larry Nance. I'd be in. Let me hit you with like three more. You ready? Yes. These three are like the most interesting ones to me. The first one... Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yes, yes, yes. He's been really good defensively. Um, kind of struggled scoring the ball this year. Did shoot like 38% from three, though. As a bench guard slash wing um, who could just kind of play a role on this team, uh, and it's Shay's cousin, like I'm kind of into it. Agreed. I loved how he played I think Minnesota would be dumb to let him walk. I think Minnesota should match, but... If the Thunder came in and offered Nikhil three years, $45 million. Three years, $45 million. I'm not sure if Minnesota 15 a year. matches that. I don't know. That'd be cool that's to have. A, it'd just be cool to have Shay's cousin. Yeah, yeah, I think that's an interesting like, one. Another one, uh, Grant Williams. That's mm. fun. How old's Grant? Is he 26, he, 27? That sounds right to me. 24. Oh wow! Even younger. Okay, yeah, he's Shay's age. He, I, I'm really like intrigued that. by that. I'm really intrigued by that. That nasty, that toughness. Yep. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of versatility can shoot three. He's like what we want prime JRE to be, but just already ready. Mm-hmm. Now this one might be a little too rich for the Thunder's taste, uh, but PJ Washington. Yeah, that's a fascinating one. I think could play alongside Chet pretty seamlessly. Provides a pretty big protection. body. Yeah, can body. shoot it pretty can good. Shoot. Good feel for the game. That's a fun one. Played with Shea at Kentucky. Nick would be happy. Uh, yeah, that's true. 
he's a he's an interesting one. I don't think the Thunder are going to go out and restricted free agency and do anything. Yeah. Uh, they have in the past, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. But I think um, those are some the names that I look at. Um, not the Kobe Whites, not the Jackson Hayes's, uh, but Nikhil, uh, Grant Williams, and PJ Washington are all some interesting names that. Even if it's not the Thunder, I'm going to be interested to see kind of yep. what happens with those guys. I like that. Uh, that was Taylor's prediction, by the way, that I just kind of hijacked. <laughs> Apologize. Apologies, No, Taylor. that's good. That's good stuff. Uh, Silva, I'm ready for another one. All right. <laughs> My next prediction. OKC and Alexei Pokashevsky come to an agreement on a four-year contract extension. Four-year. Wow. I like that. That's might just be like 440. Yeah. 450, something around there. But give me um, a contract extension for Poku. Um, Maybe pretty early on in the process. uh, They just get him locked up and get it taken care of. I just think they really like Poku. I do too. I think people frequently forget how good Poku was early in the season. Had really put it together, was a really good defensive player. The offensive connectivity was great. Um, again, I'm still not convinced that he and Chet aren't your starting front court next year. Yeah, people that, kind of. There's a, there's a five man lineup that played a ton of minutes that had Poku in it, and it was like a horrible plus yeah, minus, like minus wise. Fourteen. Yeah, but the team in general wasn't playing that well towards in that area, so I don't. Blame yeah, and JRE was that. also in that lineup. Yeah, true. You know, so Dub hasn't um, emerged yet. So the interesting thing about him starting alongside Chet, I get it. Like, ideally, (laughs) we all probably would say, well, we'd like to see Dort come off the bench and Dub to be it. But realistically, I think what happens there is Dub kind of gets that six-man role officially, and we see him come in, completely lead the second unit, and then close games with the team. Uh, That's interesting. I vehemently disagree, though. Really? You think they put Dort off the bench or bring Dort off the bench? If Poku played well enough to start, uh, I think it's Dort that gets demoted. I don't think the next time J Dub doesn't start a basketball game for the Oklahoma City Thunder is when he's no longer a member of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I feel very strongly about that. I don't know. Dort's there, Dort's comments, Pressy's comments on Dort just make me, I don't know, the way they don't value him. But maybe maybe that's the reason they they are confident that he'd be fine coming off the bench. I don't know. All right, Silva, you're up. That's a fun one. So, so I also have a Poku one. I can just okay. add it to yours for the sake of time if you'd like. Okay. It's really it's pretty short. Um, and it'd be cool if he did this after a contract extension. So Poku is going to return next season with a new look. This is what I'm seeing in, in his future. It's a new look. <laughs> I know that it involves one thing, and that is more hair. Oh, yeah. Give me it's the Poku rat tail, baby. It's going to be a rat, like a Padawan Jedi rat braid. tail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. be, be facial hair? Don't know. And he will also wear an accessory, a new accessory. Could be a headband, could be an armband. Just a whole new vibe for Poku coming out. I'd be into Poku headband. Yeah. I could get behind it. Meek Leek says uh, dirtbag Poku. <laughs> Just steal Sarge's look. Uh, I'm that's, into that's it. That's amazing. I am very much into it. Taylor, uh, I think you're up. Yep. 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 Oh, oh. <laughs> Beautiful. 
So uh, I'm moving on to Thunder Summer League. I have a Thunder Summer League p- uh, prediction. Obviously, just saying that Chet will play in Summer League is not very spicy and very boring. That was mine, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think Dub and Chet both play in Summer League. And I think oh. people would probably be surprised if Dub were to play in Summer League. Look, realistically, Dub would probably just play like in Utah Summer League and then not in Vegas. But I'm going to say Dub and Chet. We, we see Dub and Chet on the floor together at some point in Summer League. That'd be dope. Getting that would played be, last year. If he yeah. were playing yeah. in Vegas, that would be awesome oh, for us. So mm-hmm. awesome. I get to see both those guys play. So um, awesome. I mean, we said the same thing about Giddy. We didn't think Giddy would play, and he played. I don't know if if Dub would play. I definitely think Oos is playing. Yes, yeah. hopefully a lot. Oos will play. Jay will will play. The first um, from this year. I think Chet will play. Yeah, the first round pick from this year will play. Oh, that's going to be fun, too. And that will be? Oh, dude, I don't know. I don't either. know. I don't know either. Jairus Walker. That'd be insane. Dude. That's I think Jairus is my draft crush. Yeah. They'd have to trade gonna... up quite a bit to get him, but Jairus is my guy. That'd be sick. I keep trying to think of players who just fit that archetype. Um Hendrix? Yeah. See, Hendrix is a super fun fit. I'm yeah. not sure he checks all those boxes that I could see like a rayon repair. Um, Anthony Black. I'm trying to think who else or somebody else I recently thought. Is Ray- um, I think Rayon, so you know how I like kind of hated Us in the draft process last year. I did not want him. Is Rayon gonna? I haven't looked at Rayon at this point. Like watched much. He's very oozy. All right. Oozy. I think a better defender at this yeah. point can impact mm-hmm. the game defensively really well. Yeah, uh, has those guard skills similar to J Dub. Grew up as a guard. Had a big growth spurt. Not as great offensively. Maybe not even as polished offensively as Us kind of looked in the NBL at times last year, but I think he's already a really good defender and facilitator. All right, I'm ready for my next one. <laughs> I'm going league wide for this one. Okay. Yeah. Should I go with a, a trash a team prediction or should I go with a legitimate, like, analytical prediction? Um,. Trash the team sounds fun. You had a hard day yesterday. Go ahead and trash somebody. Yeah. Um, where's the name? Houston signs Miles Bridges. Ooh. Oh my god. <laughs> the culture they're building there. Is that it's not perfect. right on brand? It is. Perfect. It is. Couldn't script it any better than the NBA script itself. Um, yeah. I was looking at uh free agents for the summer and I saw Miles Bridges' name and I was like, that's a Houston guy. <laughs> That's a good one. Off that's the court really problems and hard style of play. That's yeah. He is mainly just because I don't like Houston, and I think they're a poorly ran organization. So, <laughs> that. Um. Okay, I can go. Here it is. Boston elects to not. Give Jalen Brown the supermax. They trade him to the Brooklyn Nets for a package centered Ooh. around Mikhail Bridges and a bunch of picks. Oh, I like that. I kind of like that trade. For- essentially, Mikhail Bridges and choose whatever wings you like the most from there. That's interesting. That makes sense. So I had Silva for what it's worth to stack onto yours. Um, I had Brooklyn as an active team in the draft and free agency making some big time trades to balance out their team. Yeah, I like and that. 
Jalen Brown bringing them like he makes a lot of sense there. Yeah, and McHale as a replacement for him is a really interesting fit. Yes. I was going to say, I do. I like that. And you also get additional versatility with additional one of those other wings, like maybe a DFS or somebody like that. That's, um, that would be disgusting. Maybe this is, maybe I'm just a hater, but I don't know if Jalen Brown is a super max player. Like he's really, really, really freaking good, but he's, I feel like third team all NBA is kind of where he is. And I don't know if, if you want, I I don't think he's going to be all NBA this year on any of the teams. Yeah, which would cost him that supermax. It would. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you? If he does end up getting the supermax, do you want to spend that much on Tatum and Brown? Like, if they're not both, yeah, uh, like insane players. I don't know. Uh, Rockets pick up Miles Bridges, Pat Bev, Draymond, and Dylan Brooks for the <laughs> for the Infinity Stones of shithousery. That's I love amazing. the term shithousery. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> elite term. comment, Meek. Thank you. Uh, it's good stuff. Okay, well, uh, on that topic, I, not Meek Leaks, sorry. Uh, on, the, on the Jalen Brown topic, I have one that's a, a little out there, a little spicy, right. and we can uh, fire connect some dots. You want the... Thank you. That's what I say to my wife. You want the... <laughs> Before she tells me to go to hell and go to bed. Uh, okay. uh, so... Harden ends ends up back in Houston this offseason. Okay. But Houston makes another big splash alongside Harden. And it's Jalen Brown. Oh so, my god. Wow. Jalen Brown a rocket. You got the Udoka hire, right? He was sold on something. You have obviously Harden coming in with an entice Brown potentially to want to be there. You have uh Bill What's Simmons Houston like, trading? Jalen Green. Oh, yeah, that's true. They don't have, have any four picks, future so all-stars, Jacob. That's a good point. <laughs> None that's of those guys are helping Boston win Shingun, right now. Jalen Green. Um, yeah, that's a good point. They don't really have picks to trade. Um, but Simmons snuck that in on his uh, – Bill Simmons on his podcast. He did. I was Brown, wondering if that's where you Houston. got that. And then the other thing too is KOC mentioned this on uh, the mismatch the other day, saying that he's reported all season that it wouldn't just be Harden coming to Houston. If they decide mm-hmm. to – a contract with Houston, it'd be another splash. We know KOC and Simmons obviously are close. Just makes me wonder if there's some actual smoke there. But to your point, Jacob, like how do you even facilitate that? And what they're alluding to could be, you know, when he's a free agent next. So Jalen loves Ime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. The stars are aligning, unfortunately. <laughs> Took me a minute to understand what you were yeah. saying there. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's, yeah. All right, I've got two league-wide ones queued up. You ready? They are. The Clippers make no significant moves. They stand pat. Mm. I've been thinking about the Clippers a lot recently. Yeah. There's not much they can do. I think the best option for them is to run it back one more year uh, before their two big guys um, have contract options. I don't know what else they do. You're not going to get no. the value that you should for a PG or Kawhi trade. Um, I mean, they're they're capped out on money and traded assets. They've got Bones as like their one lone their one young, young guy. Um, people talk about Terrence Mann. He's 27. He's I not didn't young. Up. Did not yeah. realize that either. Um, so Clippers do nothing. Meanwhile, the Toronto Raptors, three of their starters are gone. 
Ooh, I thought about this oh, one. I don't know who uh, their coach is going to be, yeah. but if I had to pick on Van their Vliet. starters, it's going to be Van Vliet, who's a free agent. It's going to be um, Gary Trent Jr., who's a free agent, and they're going and to trade OG and Anobi, leaving only, well, no, because Gary Gary Trent Jr. was coming off the bench for them at the end of the year. Uh, that would leave um, Scotty, Siakam, and Jakob Pertl. And they would have to rebuild their backcourt. Um, Terrible trio fit wise, by the way. Adam. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think Toronto has much hope, just like the Thunder of um, lottery luck. They are actually behind the Thunder at 13th. I mean, they're a team to me that might try to trade OG and a bunch of shit to move up and take like yeah. one of the Thompson brothers. Yep. Um, I think ideally they would want like scoot, but I don't think you can trade up to the yeah. top three. That's going to be very, very difficult to do. Um, but what if Portland ends up at like six and yeah, a SAR is there or, or a men is there like that one makes a little bit of sense to me. I could also see them just kind of staying put at 13 and drafting one of those combo guards, getting like a case and Wallace or something like that. Nick Smith. And Jr. then, or, yep. And then uh, trading OG and just trying to, to go all in and uh, when I say go all in, not like go all in to win, but like go all in with their assets to try to start the, the roster turnover of their team. Makes, I mean, I think Portland point one. makes a ton of sense. Yeah. I like OG, yeah, OG to fit. Portland. Just because like I don't Bridges, think Jalen Brown. I like those yeah. two. I don't think uh, Jeremy Grant's going to be in Portland next year. They had all season to get him a contract extension. They didn't. And he's yep. recently signed with clutch. So I wondered about, making a prediction that Jeremy Grant will be back in Detroit because that seems like a Weaver move to do. Um, he, we saw them bring in Bogdanovich okay. last season. Taylor, don't tempt the basketball gods <laughs> to get another damn power forward in Detroit. Okay. Don't Why not do it. Them? Don't so do it. Revolution. Power forwards. Uh, Starting at forwards, shooting guard. Shooting Jeremy forwards, Grant. Center forwards. <laughs> All the Fords. Um, but just to piggyback off yours, I have OG and Anobi ends up either a Grizzly or a Pelican. Oh, the Pelican mm. fit is nice. That is really nice. You have him, good. him and Herb out there. That's some nasty defense. Fun. Him and Herb. Him and Herb. Anyone him got any Herb. others? Uh, yeah, I have one. I have one quick one. I'll just... Okay. <laughs> Nick Nurse did not take the Houston job, uh, one, because it's a toxic workplace, but but mainly uh, because he is waiting for a team to collapse in the East that should be contending. Cough, cough. The Cavaliers, who just were eliminated Ooh. in the first round, uh, well in large part, done. according to people I trust in NBA media, because of poor coaching by J.B. Bickerstaff. So come on down, Nick Nurse. That would be fascinating. It's a great one. Or the Bucks, another team. I'm wondering. Yeah, okay. I was going to mention the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. I like that a lot. Budenholzer, but, can I say his name? Budenholzer has had <laughs> shaky moments. Like, um, his first year, uh, this year has been weird. I could see him getting kicked out. Yep. Good one. I like that one. All right, I got a spicy one to end on. <laughs> Draymond Green. Oh, leaves the Warriors. Ooh. I think there's going to be too many other suitors that want them. Um, I'm thinking of player like Lakers, uh, 
Mavericks if they can create the cap space. Um, I think there'll be a lot of suitors for Draymond. Um, also, I think that it's been a very dramatic season for Draymond, and I think that's weighed on him more than a lot of people realize. And I also think that in, at the end of the day, especially if this doesn't work out this year, the Warriors don't win the championship, which we don't really think they will, but you never know. It's a wide-open uh, playoffs. But I think Draymond wants to prove that he can star outside of Stephen Clay. I think he'll want to end his career outside of their shadows. Draymond has had what, – what, what was the word you used? Um, Challenging I, season? Oh, yeah, very dramatic. <laughs> dramatic season? Because of his own actions. Yeah. You don't want a dramatic season. Don't sucker punch your own teammate in camp. Don't stomp on the chest of Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. Like, these are the consequences of your own actions. Don't chew out players in the locker room. And yeah. Sorry. Yeah. My last yeah. one, the Thunder trade up from 12. I think Taylor already mentioned that. I felt pretty fun. So. That'd be fun. Um, some interesting, like Portland is a team I could see them trading up with. Um, there's really no reason to trade up with Dallas unless they jumped. Uh, I'm looking at the standings right now. Um, I mean, if New Orleans jumped, maybe you could trade with them. Um, if Chicago jumped, maybe that's a team. You, like, I don't really know what it looks like. Indiana's kind of interesting. Washington, yeah. they're always down for something weird. Like, what if Houston <laughs> ends up... Does Houston have the best odds? Second best odds. Second Houston best. can slide to six. What if Houston slid to five or six? Could you call Houston and say, we'll give you 12. We'll give you your own pick back next year. Um, we'll give you, like, we'll cancel the pick swap that you owe us. Um, and we'll give you, like, a, a, I don't know, like a train man or something and make that work. I think so, especially if they do end up getting, like, a Harden, right? Like, Well, we, they wouldn't know that. At, oh, fair. Good point. At the I draft. The draft comes before free agency, but we'll give you 12. We'll give you your assets back so you don't have to worry anymore. And the Thunder get five or six and can go get Jairus, right? Or um, maybe it's Portland slides down to seven or eight. Then you can offer them uh, maybe some sort of three-team trade where you get the pick. Um, some team gets like 12 plus like two other picks and Portland gets a win now guy. Maybe it, maybe it is an OG Ananobi or somebody like that. Dame loves Lou Dort. Yeah, he does. It's true. I don't think the Thunder would do that. No. Not to move from like 12 to seven. Now, no. if it was like 12 to three or three. something like that, and they did like 12, a pick and Dort, but you have to salary match, and I think they'd have to take back like Yosef Nurkic. Oh god, <laughs> can't do that. Can't yeah. do that. But I think the Thunder will be. I think they're always aggressive in trying to move up. Kind of an interesting thought experiment is like, if the Thunder were to trade up, what do you think Presti would prefer to trade? Future picks that somebody that he has from other teams or his own future firsts, like. I think definitely. Oh, I say definitely. I d oh, I, that's tough. I worry about flirting with trading those Rockets picks and Clippers picks because they'll be so valuable. Yeah, you have a protected Utah pick. You have a protected Miami pick. You have a protected Philly pick. That Philly pick is only protected like one through four. 
That's and it's crazy. not till 2026, I think. Crazy. So I mean, like, what That's if a lot of Harden and Embiid are gone? I think you know? it's it's not crazy to say that Harden will be gone by then. Like he probably will be gone by then. Yeah. So I mean, you you don't want to trade the lottery ticket and then find out that it won. Yeah. Right. That's a right. hard pill to swallow. I almost wonder if, if he'd rather trade team, his own picks. Yeah. At this point, if your team's competing, like the past couple of seasons, no, because at least in the short term, you got your check. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But I I think I agree. Especially after what we saw from this team this season. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff. Um, I think draft night will be pretty fun. I'm pretty excited. Agreed. Draft lottery night is going to be wild because it's going to be the, like last year's draft lottery was, hey, Orlando got number one, but we have no clue who they're going to take. Everyone knows what the prize is this year. There is yeah. zero <laughs> questions about what the mm-hmm. prize is. Yep. And one fan base is going to be incredibly ecstatic with yep. that outcome and it's going to be just really cool to see franchise changing for sure 100 percent, gentlemen i think that's all i think so it's all some good predictions. predictions i like it yeah awesome well we will get out of here thank you guys for hopping in the chat uh we had a lot of people in here tonight uh so we really appreciate that some people throwing out some of their own predictions which is pretty awesome uh, maybe my favorite is Matt Clarkson says that Poku will have a face tattoo. I'm into it. Get a, get a teardrop tattoo, Poku. <laughs> yes. Had a wild offseason. We will be back Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, this Sunday, we are going to do a Thunder Season report card for each of the players. That'll be pretty fun, although I grade stuff all the time, so it might not be fun for me. <laughs> you guys have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. I got to say, guys, I don't even know what the score is right now as we're recording live. I'm pulling it up, pulling it up, pulling it up. Uh, beam team is up by six. I'm I'm full on beam team, boys. Agreed. Like a beam. Win. If they win this first round six. series, you're going to be able to see that beam from Mars. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> Have a great rest of your week. Enjoy the playoffs. We will see you guys Sunday night, 9 p.m. Central Time. Go follow us on our social channels. Sub to the YouTube page. And we'll talk soon. Until then, thunder up. <laughs>